Hi, great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to get to. Lots to talk about. The House of Representatives right now doesn't have a speaker. They're, they're legitimately, correct me if I'm wrong, there legitimately is no speaker of the House right now. That is correct. Yeah. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> we'll are, see. What are you talking about here? Yeah. So and they decided, yeah, let's go home for the night. What? Yeah. yeah. So I, I just, I find the whole thing to be very, very weird. Now, look, I'm all for a good fight. The problem is the Republicans don't have a 30-member majority. I'm making myself clear on why I have a problem with today, right? Uh, yes, you have. Because if we have a 30 to 40 member majority, they can vote 30 times and get the right guy or gal in there. I'm with you. But you got a four member majority. Somebody, you know, gets gets a Republican drunk and they don't show back up in the House until after the vote tomorrow. You, you just lost a vote. You know what I mean? I, I, it's, it's a little bit too close is what I'm saying. Now, am I a fearful guy, generally speaking? No. But I certainly don't want anybody who is basically Nancy Pelosi 30, 40 years younger in Hakeem Jeffries, who is even more radical than she, which is hard to do. You can't take that chance. Now, maybe you adjourn tonight and you have a powwow with McCarthy again. And you tell McCarthy, remove your name from the ballot because you're never getting the votes. Or you tell him you want the votes, agree to our terms. When you say agree to the Texas coalition and the Texas delegation that says, here is what we want you to do on the border, you say yes you don't say no, you say yes. When you when, when somebody when other members of the House say, you have to promise to do this with taxes, you say yes. You don't say no. And according to Matt Gates, he said no several times. <laughs> what, are you, what are you thinking? Do you want the job or not? And then, you know, you push somebody like a, a Jim Jordan, who I believe will stick to his guns. He doesn't want the job, but I, I think he'll stick to his guns. Somebody in my chat room said, Yeah, but we want him on committees. Now, we want Jim Jordan in leadership, and, and being the Speaker of the House is way more important than being the, the head of a committee. It just is, because you get to decide which legislation will be taken up by the House and which legislation won't be. So if the Democratic-controlled Senate sends the House of Representatives a piece of garbage bill, Jim Jordan would have the right to say, we're not even going to take that up. What are you, stupid? Add this in there because it's what we want. Take that out of there because it's what we want. And the House of Representatives controls the purse strings, the money. We go to the phone line, see if you have the same sort of thoughts as I do. It's going to be Mark in San Antonio. Mark, what's going on? Hi. Hey, Joe. How you doing? Living a dream, man. Happy New Year. What's up? Man, you just messed up my whole phone call for you. Why? Um, I was about to tell you why I would rather have Jim Jordan uh, in the committees. I would love to see Jim Jordan go after Adam Schiff. You know, I don't remember uh, if he was in the Intel Committee or not, uh, or whichever one Adam Schiff was. But imagine having Jim Jordan as leadership there, but then you came up, you just basically uh, came up with uh, with what you just said right now. So um, I would rather have, I mean, I would rather have Jim Jordan uh, in a committee yeah. uh, running, um, you know, the investigations on Hunter Biden, on, uh, you know, Adam Schiff, I'm pretty sure he did make uh, a lot of criminal, uh, you know, wrongdoings. I would love for him to go after uh, Anthony, uh, what's his name? Um, Fauci? Fauci, there you go. Fauci, uh, um, you know, with uh, the mess that he had. So, I mean, I understand what you're saying. You would rather have him as as a speaker, and he would be the one that would be in charge of, you know, placing the leaderships where they're supposed to be at, but wouldn't that take away from, uh, from having him in a committee? And I I'm wondering, isn't there like a, 
an opportunity to maybe uh, choose like a Trey Gowdy. I know he's gone, but well, yeah, you know, I mean, you, you could choose a, anybody. A Trey Gowdy, say, yeah, yeah, you, you could um, do that. Yeah, so I mean, maybe that's an idea. Uh, you know, I would love to have Trey Gowdy back, uh, Speaker uh, of the House, but uh, you know, have an amazing. Uh, 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 you had an amazing twenty twenty two. Uh, Joe, and I hope 2023 is even better for you. Mark, thank you. Um, God bless, and have a, have, a, have an amazing year. Uh, Mark, you too, my brother. I appreciate you calling in. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. I think that Adam Schiff is in charge of the Intelligence Committee. Pretty sure he was, anyway, before the, the House went to the Republicans. Uh, do I think Jim Jordan would be best suited to be a committee chair? I think he'd be great at it. And and he needs to be it if he's not going to be the Speaker. But the Speaker of the House is the single most important job in the House of Representatives. Again, that person is the one who decides what legislation will be or won't be taken to the floor. And if they want to bury it, they can. And you've got to have somebody who is not a McCarthy, who is the leader of the House of Representatives, who can tell the Senate, no, that that is going nowhere. What are you, stupid? I'm not taking that up. You have to have that sort of backbone. McCarthy is not shown to have that sort of backbone. So McCarthy or Jordan, I'm taking Jordan. McCarthy or Scalise, I'm taking Scalise. McCarthy or Biggs, I'm taking Biggs. McCarthy or Gates, I'm taking Gates. I mean, down the line. McCarthy or Jeffries, I'm taking McCarthy. I think it's that simple. But I don't fear losing a Jim Jordan as a committee chair if he's the speaker, because the speaker's job is that much more important. I hear your concern, and I'm with you. I want him to be the chair of a committee, and he will be. Um, but if he becomes the speaker, I'm much, I'm much happier with that. Having said all of that, when you brought up Trey Gowdy, that's interesting. Trey Gowdy's writing books and hosting shows, and he decided on his own to not run again out of South Carolina. But if he decided that he could, in fact, be the speaker, you can take somebody who's not in the House right now and make them speaker. That's why there was all this noise about making Donald Trump the speaker of the House. That's not going to happen. Trump wouldn't take the job. Now, as much as the verbiage in the Constitution doesn't say you have to select somebody who's already in the House, it has never in our history happened that we've gone outside the House of Representatives to get a speaker. Can you do it? Yes. Will they do it? No. But I'm with you. I think that Trey Gowdy is just that good, and I wish that he would have stayed in Congress because now with the majority, he would have been great in the Judicial Committee as the, as the chair there, in the Intelligence Committee, the Oversight Committee. He would have been great for all of those committees, but he decided not to run again. So, yes, you can do that. No, they won't do that. Let me go to uh, Orlando in San Antonio. Hi, Orlando. What's going on? How you doing, uh, Joe? Happy New Year. Man. Happy New Year. Uh-oh. What's happening? love the topic and i love the fact that we have a rat pack versus their squad yes this is a no settle no settle uh mccarthy's just another swamp creature um and i and i love that these guys are standing up and i'm not afraid that we're going to lose the chair uh not afraid at all uh i I don't think that we're going to blink i don't think they're going to blink um i think they're going to get their way and I hope they get it all the way. Yeah, but what do you and think? Well, yeah, but hold on, hold on. Ditto to Trey Gowdy. No, I'm with you. Trey Gowdy's great. But but let me let me just ask you this. What do you think their way is? Because Hakeem Jeffries is seven votes short of becoming the speaker. You know that, right? I mean, it's not like he's uh, he's right. he's 30 votes short. He's seven. Seven more votes, he wins. And the Democrat becomes the speaker. You want to take that chance? I'm a poker player. <laughs> I, I, I'm willing to take that chance. I mean, we've done this in the past with the, with the budget, right? Wait till the last minute, and then what do we end up with? We end up with a lousy budget. We end up with more deficit. We end up with 
with with a ridiculous spending and it, it i i'm glad these guys are standing up and i'm not afraid orlando i hear you and i appreciate that I'm, listen you know i'm in for a good fight but the problem is it's so tight that one hiccup and you've got leadership that's not republican hinge that's a problem for me now again I hope that behind closed doors, they get together and tell McCarthy, you're never going to get the votes. It ain't happening. You're not going to get the votes. Knowing that you're not going to get the votes, if you really are a party member, if you really want to drain the swamp, if you're really a conservative person wants to do the, wants to do the bidding of the people, you need to get out of the way. Now, will he do that? Probably not. Why not? Because he thought he was going to have it last time. And promises, I'm sure, were made where he thinks he's supposed to have it this time. It's so funny that people always bring up Mark Levin when they talk about the Speaker of the House. And I think the reason why is because Ted Cruz, probably eight or ten years ago, made that suggestion that, that Mark Levin should be the Speaker of the House. And Mark Levin's a great talk show host. He's an excellent lawyer. He's a great constitutionalist. I like Mark. I've spoken with him. I've had him on the show. I don't want Mark Levin to be the Speaker of the House. I want him to do what he's doing now, disseminating information and educating people on what the Constitution is. I, I Just like somebody has said to me, why don't you run for office? Because I don't want to. Running for office takes away my ability to communicate, which is what I do best. And I communicate after learning, educating you know myself on the topics, then hopefully I can disseminate that information and people get something out of it. Plus, we can talk about farts and sing songs too. Uh, so uh, I, I, I get it. I understand why you would say that. I don't think it would be um, a good move. I think that Levin is much, much better in his position now, as am I. And by the way, Mark nor I would take the pay cut to go be in Congress, I'll be honest with you. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. A lot of people want to be heard. And let me say this. I don't disagree with Mark or, nor Orlando. I don't. I want to fight as well. My problem is that you're teetering, you're playing with fire, and the left will stay completely together on this. So everybody on the left is going to vote for Hakeem Jeffries. And you know they've got some some pictures of somebody or some leverage on somebody on the right. You might see a Republican or two vote that way as well. And if that happens, you're done. Then all this was for naught. But you know, you know who, Carrie, do you know who's given me a little bit of hope here that this fight is okay? Mm, who's that? Your boy, Chip Roy. Oh, yes. Because he's out there today yep. just lighting people up. He's yeah, out there he just is. lighting people up. He's not taking any crap. He's letting them have it right between the eyes as well he should. So if he feels that strong, Chip is a very smart guy, a very, very good lawyer, an extremely good speaker. I think he's a great representative. Uh, he's a guy that worked hand-in-hand hand with Ted Cruz back in the day on Cruz's campaign. Chip Roy is a really smart guy. He's not going to make this stink if he doesn't think he has a chance to win. So that's why re- Sam, if Chip calls during the show, just, uh, just jump right in. Daddy's on the line. You got it. All right, because we got to make that happen. I want to know what's going on, and I want I want to feel buoyed. I want to feel hopeful that something positive will come out of this. If this, all this wrangling is just to make McCarthy get in line more, I'm not okay with that. I want this wrangling to be because you really think you have a chance to do something better. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Have 
along for the ride. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. Lots going on. Lots to get to. A lot of people want to be heard on the phone lines about this fight in the House of Representatives. It is a worthy fight. I agree. It's a worthy fight. But how far do you take it? I mean, that should have been, it should have sent a chill down the spine of every Republican, every conservative, uh, either in or out of government. It should have sent a chill down the spine when you see somebody like Hakeem Jeffries get so much. I mean, as far as numbers, 211. I mean, he got more than, than McCarthy got. And McCarthy is not a guy who's humble enough to say, man, I'm going to get out of the way. This is stupid. I'm not going to take this chance. He's going to keep on fighting for it. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I hope that tonight, I mean, they're not all going to go out to dinner and, and hang out and see a movie. Um, I hope that they get together and really fight this out behind closed doors. The Republicans have to fight this out. 218, 219 people in one room. They have to fight it out. It's not okay. This is not okay um, to even give a glimmer of hope to the left because they will congeal. They will, they will circle the wagons and do all they can to get that leadership position back. You can't play that game. All right, let me tell you about what's happening with the dollar. You know, the Fed has printed nearly $9 trillion in just the last year. It's sick because the dollar that you have in your pocket is losing value. It's a fact. It's losing value. It's why I recommend you diversify your portfolio with physical gold and silver. The only company I trust is GoldCo. They're in a gold star in my book, and thousands of Americans agree. GoldCo has placed over a billion dollars in precious metals. So I'm here to ask you, can you continue to afford rising prices and the decline of the dollar? urge you not to miss out on what could be the biggest gold and silver boom of our generation, I want you to visit the, the website, goldco.com slash PAGS, G-O-L-D-C-O dot C-O-M slash P-A-G-S, goldco.com slash PAGS. When you do, you're not only going to get the chance to protect your retirement savings with gold and silver, but as one of my listeners, you could get $10,000 or more in free silver just for doing it. Sound good to you? Well, don't miss out. Get on this right now. They made that website just because you watch or listen to my program. It's goldco.com slash PAGS, G-O-L-D-C-O dot C-O-M slash P-A-G-S. Make that happen and make it happen right now. Let me go back to the phone lines. I appreciate you taking the time. Going to be Nevada and Paula. Paula, what's going on? Hi. Oh, what a treat, Joe. Here's my problem. I don't think that the concern is the Republicans voting with the Democrats. My fear is that squirrely character McCarthy right now is talking to Democrats and will get them to vote for him. And I'm just tired of taking the lesser of two evils. Um, and that's all that the Republicans ever seem to hand me. Anymore. Well, no, I, I'm with you. And I, and I hate the lesser of two evils, except the other evil is Hakeem Jeffries. And he's radical way to the left of even Nancy Pelosi, if you can believe that. Can you imagine the agenda that would be forced on the majority that you and I voted in? So what do you do? If oh, those, if those are the, Right. If those are the only two choices, what do we do? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, my fear is McCarthy is willing to deal with the Democrats now to get his uh, to get those votes. And then he will be beholden to them. I think you make a great Which point. Which is where we're always, the shape we're always in. And we shouldn't be because we handed them the house. Paula, thank you. I appreciate you out in Nevada. Uh, very good point. I mean, you probably have a better chance of picking off some Democrats to vote for McCarthy than you have of picking off Republicans to vote for Hakeem Jeffries. I, I completely admit to that. I think she's right. But why are we in this position? JR, Minneapolis, what's going on? Hi. Hey, Joe. Uh, thanks for taking my call. You I completely agree with your sentiments. I think that uh, Democrats love this, number one. The establishment loves this. They get to say anything they want, things like it's first time in 100 years. They get to control the messaging. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be long before somebody brings up constitutional crisis. They took over that tagline during Trump. Right. 
Um, and I think that we're the only ones that care about quality. Democrats, they elect placeholders. Yes. So we're playing a different game on a different board than they are. And not only that, we lost our play, our power play, in December when they voted in that omnibus. The only play we had at this point, in my opinion, was Jan 3rd, Jan 4th, start your hearings. That was our power play, and yes. we're missing it. Big time. Well, well I'm, I'm with you, but let me ask you about the omnibus. I'm not following you because the, the Democrats had the majority. How do you stop it? You, 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 there's no way any Democrat was going to go against Nancy Pelosi, who is the one that put this to the floor. Yeah. So how would you, what power play was, was available to the Republicans? Did I miss it? No, you're right, Joe. The indignation, the time for okay. that sort of speak out yeah. publicly was back in December. They chose not to. A lot of them weren't elected yet. I get it. Yeah. But... We had an opportunity to come out, guns blazing, to use that term, Yes. versus who's the speaker going to be. Now the Democrats get to do whatever they want. As far as, like, fundraising is my big concern, too, yeah. because we're fractured and we're, we're creating wedge issues that don't need to be there. Well, I think you nailed it. i got to be honest with you, and I appreciate J.R., thank you out of Minneapolis. I think you nailed it. There was no power play that the Republicans could have done to stop the omnibus. But when you've got people as loud as, as Gates and Roy and... MTG and Bobert, you've got people at Jordan out there screaming and crying against this omnibus. They they could have been more vocal. He's right. They could have been on every show. They could have been lighting up the American people to get us really motivated to make sure that whoever the Speaker of the House becomes uh, is going to do the job that they want done. And they didn't do it. So there was, I think the power play was the wrong verbiage, but they certainly had leverage that would have catapulted them into getting the majority and really making some changes, like the 87,000 FBI agents or the IRS agents can't be hired. Uh, like you've got to make sure that you actually follow the law on the border. You could have made that happen, and you could have forced McCarthy's hand then. I think he's right that they had more leverage as a caucus, the Republicans did, in December than they do today. Because suddenly, you've got people that are, are very, very moderate who are being very quiet today. you got the loud ones who are the conservatives. The other ones aren't being so loud. 888-941-PAGS. JoePags.com. You want to watch what we're doing? JoePags.com. Click on Watch Now. Keep it here. You're listening to Joe Pags.